podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah. Quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets, tío. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Good evening and welcome along. It's Stephen here from the LFC Day Trippers. Um, you're joining us here listening to this in relation to the Sean Cox interviews that we have lined up over the uh, coming weeks or in the past weeks that we've done them, should I say. Um, tonight's interview is a very special one for us, though. Um, we got the privilege to sit down and talk with Sean's wife, Martina. Uh, she welcomed us into our home um, and we got to... I suppose get a, a feeling for where things are at, not just with, with Sean at the moment in his recovery, but also with Martina and the family and um, what they have ahead of them. And I hope that our interview can give everybody who's listening an understanding of just how much of a challenge is in front of Martina, the family and Sean. Um, everything we're doing is with the hope of trying to raise some funds, as I'm sure lots of other people have done, and we know they have, and other people will in the future, but every little helps. So we really hope that our chat with Martina can give an understanding of what's re required by the family. There's so much needed over the next 12 to 18 months in terms of the care that's required for Sean, the rehabilitation that's required for Sean. For those who don't know, both within Ireland and outside of it, Sean's currently in a rehabilitation program with our only rehabilitation hospital in the country. Um, the problem there is that there's there's a, a limit of, of 12 weeks on any rehabilitation program for any patient that enters the hospital. And Sean's coming close to the end of, of that time, which means that the family are left in a scenario whereby either the rehabilitation halts or they find a new facility for Sean outside of the country. And that's something that's going to require a lot of money, uh, a lot of help, and a lot of, um, what would you say, I suppose, a, a, a lot of commitment from the family, both Martina, her kids, um, Sean's siblings, Martina's family, everybody involved, friends. It's, it's a huge undertaking. And all we're asking from anybody who's listening to this is to give their time, have a listen to what Martina has to say, understand where things are at for the family and please if you can um, click on the link below the interview which has a range of interviews we've done with ex-Ireland and uh, Liverpool players all of who have given up their time free of charge in order to try and help with the fundraising efforts and there's some really good interviews in there some some fun ones some enlightening ones um, some informative ones um, and, and we really just hope that this can help to bring some additional funds towards the situation that Martina, Sean and their family are in. So I hope you enjoy and without further ado, I give you our interview with Martina Cox. Okay, Martina, I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with us tonight. Thank you. Um, Martina, I suppose what we want to do here um, and as, as part of the interview um, series that we've been doing with lots of ex-players, it, it's really been to help with the fundraising for Sean and the family because we know that there's a huge amount ahead um, for, for both Sean and and yourselves. Um, one of the things that we want to do tonight in, in this being the first part of the of the series of interviews is to give people 
I suppose an indication because people have heard about what's the, the, the awful tragedy that happened to Sean, the incident on the night. I think lots of Liverpool fans especially will be very familiar with everything right the way through the court case to, to where we are today. But I suppose not everybody knows, you know, Sean as a person and, and the family to an extent. And what we wanted to maybe try and show is how, you know, this young man, a very, you know, vibrant and active man um, has had his life changed through no fault of his own. And what a big and, and long road ahead there is for the family. And there is hope. You know, there is a, an opportunity for him to, to get a good quality of life back. But, but that's going to take a lot of help and support and most of all money to do Absolutely, it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we want to do. We want to give people an idea of, of not just what was, you know, Sean's life on a day-to-day basis beforehand, but where things are at now and what's required going forward. Because if, if one thing I've seen over the years is that Liverpool fans and football fans can often, you know, forget about their, their rivalries in situations like this and, and really get behind. Uh, you know, Irish fans will, will know what it's like to get on that plane at half five or six o'clock in the morning. You're up from three in the morning or four o'clock to go over and watch a bloody game of football. Um, and that's something that Sean's done tons of times from, from what I understand. Um, but let's go back to, 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 to many years ago. How, how did the two of you meet? We actually met through Sean's sister. We both worked for Dunn's Doors. Oh, so, right. yeah, so we just kind of, we were friends and then... The magic happened. The magic happened, yeah. <laughs> as it does. The rest history, as they say. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And in terms of the background, you have, you have three children, is that correct? Yeah, we have three kids. Uh, Jack is 21, Shauna is 20, and Emma is 17. There's two in college and one doing their leave and start this year. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough year. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and still very young, you yeah, know. Um, they're all at home, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, in one way that's a that's a tough ask for you to be trying to keep them on the on the level with with school and college, um, and and to to do everything you've been doing. It must also be a comfort to have them. Yeah, I mean you. it is. It's great having them around. Yeah, but it's it's been tough for all of us. Like it's it's our life has completely changed you know absolutely you know the focus is is on sean and it's just nothing is is the same as as it was previous you know yeah well i I can imagine anything you do you know where it would have been a case if you just didn't have to think about it be it be it you know going here going there making a a a plan to do something everything sean has to be at the forefront of everything yeah everything is planned around well i'm going to the hospital tonight or no i can't do that because you know does this going on or obviously I have to do a lot more with the kids now because I don't have Sean Absolutely. there with me so yeah it's just it's kind of juggling everything really you know you're, you're the taxi run yeah. full time the whole yeah, time yeah at the minute yeah and and Sean had siblings as well did he yeah he's got uh, two sisters and two brothers right okay yeah. so there's a decent sized family and, yeah. and, yeah. and the support's been there for them be, yeah absolutely they've been amazing like it's it's hit them really hard as well of you know course. because they're they're with me you know doing the visits and you know they've been there from when Sean was in the Walton Centre, we kind of done a rota of, you know, different siblings came over and back because we were there for four and a half weeks, you yeah. know. I, I know he was a, or is a massive um, Liverpool fan. Um, how long had he been a fan of the club? Was he a regular visitor? A regular. I mean, he's he's been a supporter, I think, since he was a kid, yeah. you know, and a as regular. Long as, know. as long as I know him, and I know him a long time. <laughs> Um, he um, he would have travelled back and forth with either his brother, 
his son Jack or, yeah. or some other friends. So it, it was a regular thing for him, you know, um, maybe three or four times a year, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And, depending and on what was going on, what matches there were, you know. Absolutely, and, and you know, from from our point of view, um, myself and Phil here, we, we know exactly what that's like. You know, we're, we're the LFC day trippers. We we took the name because of you know we we day trippers are mocked a lot of the time by by the locals for for only swanning in and out for games. You know, but we know what that's like. It's 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 an undertaking. It's a commitment to yeah. do that three or four. Oh, sure, I wouldn't think shouldn't have, wouldn't have thought twice about doing it. You yeah. know, we well, we yeah. jump at the chance when yeah. you get tickets. If if, yeah. if there's tickets, if you're in, you got your tickets. You'll sort your flights or you'll get yourself over that's there. This, yeah. Um, but but you know, football isn't his only love you know he's a he was a very active part of the community here yeah he was obviously very involved in the the GAA he was yeah. the chairman for a couple of years he was a secretary he, he's basically been involved in um in the club for many years he trained Jack at one stage he's also um a keen golfer um and he had recently taken up running in the last couple of years which he was really enjoying yeah, I'm looking, so, yeah. looking at a picture of him here getting yeah. himself ready in, in for, so the, for the night So basically, yeah, he was always doing something, you yeah. know. Always on the go. And, yeah. and, and, and obviously well well known and well well loved around the area as well. Yeah, but absolutely. That sort of involvement. Yeah, he would have, because of his involvement in the um, the GA, yeah, he he would have been very well known. You yeah, know? You, can't, you can't be in the GA in these towns and, no. and not be known by everybody. It's just, it's par for the course. Um, I suppose what what I want to ask you now is, is the night that the the incident occurred, um, you know, it's 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 Liverpool versus Roma in in April. Um, you know, like any of our families, you're you're there just expecting them to go off to the game, enjoy it, and and come back as normal. How did the news break to you that that this had happened to Sean? I was at home in the house uh, with two of the kids, and I was just in the kitchen, and I got a phone call from my sister-in-law to say that Sean had been hit in the head. And that he was on his way. He's been rushed to um, Aintree Hospital by ambulance with Martin, his brother. Um, at that stage, I didn't really kind of realise the the enormity of the situation until I got a phone call from the nurse at Aintree to say that, you know, Sean had been rushed in and that he had a bleed on the brain and bruising and that he was going, he's been transferred to the Walton Centre, which was next door for emergency life-saving surgery basically and yeah that was i mean it just it was like just changed everything absolutely that, that phone that's, call that's yeah. the moment your yeah. that phone call changes your life um are you on a plane you know next plane out or the next morning it was too late yeah again you know you can only do yeah. so many flights yeah. per, per day yeah. so the next morning myself and uh sean's brother peter we took the, the early flight out and just went straight to the Walton Centre and straight into see Sean. And I mean, it was horrific. That, that that's know. ultimately when he's at his worst in in the sense of you see him. I, I take on it. Ve- he was on a ventilator. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was just you know in ICU, just completely hooked up to all sorts of machines, and just you know his head was obviously badly bruised, his face, everything. It was just horrific, you know. And are you are you told at that point we don't know? what the situation is we just have to wait and see or well, we were kind of basically told that the next 24 hours were you know going to be you know critical very it was critical yeah. and you know and then we were told that he would be sedated for the next for another 24 hours and then they just kept kept extending it because they realized that you know his his injuries were so severe um and he he ended up being sedated for 2 weeks and then after that, they took the sedation off 
and we waited and waited for him to wake up and he didn't really wake up until we kind of more or less got to Bowman. so we were four and a half weeks in um in the Walton Centre just as he got home basically just he kind of started flickers of of his eyes open just at the very just before we were transferred back yeah so one of my questions was I suppose in these situations I can only imagine and I've not been in this you know people say I know what you're going through but they don't um the vast majority of the time um but I can only imagine that it's an hour a day a week a month that's how you have to break things down into you know it's you're, you're breaking everything down into watching that gradual progress but yeah. for you whilst he's in the, the Walton Centre not much is changing there was so, nothing literally so nothing we just sat there for hours on end talking to him yeah. playing songs to him just holding his hand just willing him to wake up but yeah. you know he just wasn't ready at that stage you know yeah and, and listen you know all of that may play a part in in the difference between somebody waking up and, and not waking up or coming yeah. you know coming around so so um it's 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 always lovely to see when a family are around somebody like that in, yeah. in that situation um i suppose from from getting him back to dublin then um and getting him to to beaumont you know anybody from from ireland will know that is the the specialist hospital in the country for for head injuries yeah it's a center of excellence in in um in dublin yeah um how you know how what was the quality i won't say what's the quality of care because i think we've we've excellent staff and i don't want to speak for you but what's what's the the situation like then as he's as he's brought into to to beaumont um well i mean Basically, th- there was no surgery. It was just he was really being looked after um, because uh, everything had happened over in um, Liverpool. So it was really kind of he was being monitored. He was in in a high dependency ward. Um, he subsequently was moved from high dependency to a slightly lower dependency. Um, and he got some some level of um, physio and um, occupational therapy and speech therapy but it was quite limited okay. given the resources that are in Beaumont Hospital. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, in, in terms of where we're at now, um, Sean was moved to uh, the rehabilitation centre in Dunleary. You know, what, what's, it, what's his current rehabilitation schedule at the moment you know what what's what's a i know it's, it's not easy to say but what's a general day in, in in the life of sean at the moment you know what's what what are they doing for him there at the minute well he basically has he's got physio he's got occupational therapy speech and language and he's doing music therapy as well um so it's all kind of scheduled out with breaks in between because he you know one of the things with brain injury is that the fatigue is absolutely huge so like they will he'll do say physio and then they'll maybe put him back to bed he'll get a rest and then he might do speech and language in the afternoon and maybe physio or um music therapy therapy after that yeah Yeah. but it's pretty much you know it's, it's it's a fully packed day for Sean yeah it is for him it is yeah yeah. you know given his injuries and that you know um and he does um he he has like a motoped thing that they use as well it's to kind of get his his legs moving as well so he does help build them up without putting his body under too much strain Yeah. yeah okay okay um I suppose one thing I want to drill into this because because in Ireland you know Dunleary is pretty much the main rehabilitation centre there's not there's not much other than that available. Um, and it's a limited amount of time that anybody can spend in that rehabilitation centre. And, and that time is coming towards an end for Sean. Um, so so one thing that's very important as part of this and as part of the fundraising efforts is for people to understand that a huge amount of what's being raised for him is to allow him to continue the rehabilitation that he needs. 
because the difference in what can be achieved for him with proper rehabilitation over a 12-month period, let's say, compared to just being sort of said, there you go, Sean, that's your rehabilitation section of your of your recovery mm. that we provide for you. And after that, you're on your own. Mm. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, for Sean, it's um, basically rehab is approximately 12 weeks. Mm. And after that, then you're basically on your own. Mm. And for Sean, like, that's not the end of the road for him because his recovery is going to be a very long recovery. So he needs um, he needs the equivalent of at Dunleary but unfortunately there is nothing else in Ireland so that's why we're doing the fundraising because we're looking at you know there's a lot of different options out there outside of the UK or somewhere in Europe or possibly the States the States being probably what we've been told is that is probably the best scenario but we just we're looking into all those areas at the minute well you have to yeah you have to take into account the the personal aspect of it as well because as we said already when talking about your family you have still got young children you've your children who are in the midst of their their own life from a college and school perspective and and it can't be easy as you say for the idea of a rehab center in america plus trying to manage a family of three here as well so well i mean yeah i mean obviously the timing is kind of i'm going to have to watch the timing because i've one of my daughters is actually doing her leave insert so she's doing her mocks in february and she's you know her full leave insert in in june so but obviously we have to get sean you know, he he's a, he's a huge priority as well. So yeah. it is a bit of a, a juggling act, but that's what we have to do. That's that's the pressure we're on. Yeah, absolutely. Under, and, you know. and and for anybody who's listening to this, um, there there is a link at the bottom of the interview, um, where we have got our interview packages, and which is ultimately the the basis of this whole fundraising exercise is to allow people to go in and listen to the interviews that we've done with with ex footballers, which all proceeds of which will go towards the, the fundraising efforts for the family. So if you if you are listening to this, we would ask that you please click on the link at the bottom and, and make sure that you, you do get involved. And, and there's some excellent interviews there with some, some great players, all of who um, wanted to show their support for Sean and the family um, as part of that. Um, when, when we look at, I suppose... Um, what's after that you know i'm I'm sat here in 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 your living room and, and thank you very much for having us we, we we've we've jumped in and ruined your your evening but uh we we are very appreciative of your time and um, there's a huge amount to be done in this house as well and, and it's a lovely home but it's it's no home is ever equipped or designed to to deal with the i suppose scenario that you're now in yeah i mean that's you know that's obviously something we're going to have to look up quite quickly because you know Ultimately, we want to get Sean home, but we're going to have to get a do it. There's going to be a massive undertaking, obviously downstairs, to you know to, to make it accessible for Sean and that it's it's right for him for his needs and for the family as well. Of course, it still yeah. has to be it has, it has to be, to be a home, home yeah. to, to live yeah. in, um, but also has to have the mm. the capabilities for him to to be able to 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 live his life here. Um, we spoke about his involvement with the community. On the whole, how have things been? For you guys, you know, I, I can only imagine, and from what you said to me before we started the interview, there's been a huge amount of support um, for the family, but you, you also paid the price for that support in in a way by by never being able to just have a normal day where where somebody's not bringing you to to do this or do that, or you having to look into, as you say, the, the different rehabilitation centres or or you know who's going to do the work on the house or all these things. Yeah, you know, there's just a lot. There's just a lot of extra work, but that's you know it's just part of it. Life has changed. It's changed forever. It's, it's changed for everybody, yeah. not just me, the kids. You know, Sean's brothers and sisters, everybody. Um, 
but we're just kind of muddling together and doing what we have to do but you know this this is this is what we've been faced with so we just have to get on with it you know and do what we have to do and in terms of of that rehabilitation you know what is what is the difference that that would make for sean you know in terms of him getting those 12 months I want I want to emphasize to people who are listening yeah. that how important that is. Well, you know, Sean needs that the level of rehabilitation that he has gotten done Leary has been really good, but he needs to continue with that to get him to the best to the optimum level that Sean will will reach and he won't reach that unless he gets that, you know, really good rehabilitation. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. I think I think I've gone through most of it with you. I don't want to make it a really long interview for you. You yeah. know, I'd like to make it brief and and ultimately get the message across of, of what's yeah. needed and why it's needed and then just let people get yeah. involved. And with that in mind, Martina, let's let's just remind anybody who's listening here, because um, we really do appreciate your time and the, the effort you've gone to to meet with us and talk to us uh, this evening. Ultimately, the whole point behind all of this fundraising is to ensure that Sean is able to obtain the best possible rehabilitation that he can. And and as we stand, as we've already covered here, I just want to reiterate it. Sean cannot receive that care in Ireland. It's not a matter of money. It's not a matter of anything else. Unfortunately, we just have the one rehabilitation center here in Ireland you only get a set amount of time in that rehabilitation centre and he is now reaching that point. So what we want to do is we want to ensure that people understand the main basis behind this and all of the fundraising is to get Sean the best possible care outside of Ireland, which is what's going to be required. So for anybody who's listening today, we want to say thank you for listening. We we appreciate it um, and we really do ask you to get involved. We, we, we can only ask that you help with the fundraising that we're trying to um, manage at the moment and also the other fundraising that's going to be going on over the next few months. Um, we, we hope you've enjoyed the, the interview. I know I have. It's been a pleasure to talk to, to Martina this evening in understanding um, what her, her family and Sean is going through and we can only hope that through all of our efforts, we're able to give Sean the best possible chance at a recovery and the care that he deserves. So thank you very much for listening and please do get involved. Download the interviews with the former Liverpool and Ireland players that we've we've uh, put together and try and help this family and Sean um, receive the, the treatment that's required. Thank you very much. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Sports Social Podcast Network.